Welcome back to Super Tuesday Recap. Your host Chris here with Ro and Deepom, and we are here to talk episode five of season one of Hawkeye. Uh, before we jump into this episode, I'm going to say this right up front. And I told Ro and and Deepom this because we we are not trying to talk around too much stuff here. Um, there is a possibility that there will be <laughs> spoilers for No Way Home in this, just because of the synergy between uh, this episode and No Way Home. Uh, so I'm saying it up front, so that if you don't want to be spoiled. You don't have to worry about talking through it around it. Save this episode uh, for after until you see uh, No Way Home. And uh, for the, complaints for people who don't listen to that, at Insanity Report on Twitter, because I am going to talk around as best I can. I mean, no, I mean, we're going to, but here's the thing. It's just bound to happen, so things might come up. Uh, I like how so, you are not saying it's going to be me. I appreciate you. You do that a lot, though. You do that. You, <laughs> no, no, no. You do that. You got really close on the... I was just trying to... Yeah, you got I really close. So close. You came. That we had I, I actually think. I actually think. You, I actually. I actually think. I actually think you crossed the line. Actually, you were just like, "Well, not. no, no, no." You were like, "Well, no, no." That was leaked. I was like, "Yeah, but some people don't listen to leaked stuff, so no, you can't talk about that." So oh, my bad. No, yeah, but yeah, so, no, yeah. I do. Webs. Let's talk about these here arrows. Yes, but I just want to get that out of the way so people know before we get into I, this. I um, just just wanted to express my appreciation that you kind of tried to say it was going to be a we. Well, we know that if someone fails, it will probably be me. I will do my best. See, but the thing that, that's the thing again. I was doing that for the audience. I, you and the three of us do who the problem was. <laughs> I, I was trying to deflect. Yeah, Let's no. be real. I've already gotten messages from people like Lance. Everybody knows who the problem is, so I think we can just. Yeah, I, know, I, hey, listen. That's real. Really, Hence, hence me expressing my appreciation. Listen, we're uh, gonna say that. if we're gonna say the quiet part out loud, then fine. Yes, it was Roe. We we're gonna say it right gonna be, there. It's okay. probably gonna be anyway. me. I mean, so, um, I, but I only said that because Deepom immediately was like, "DM Chris." No, it's probably gonna be me. I was trying to help you, but no, I, never I again. Can. Never both, both of us trying to cover for you, and you just won't let it happen. You're like, I don't want them covering. I appreciate y'all, but y'all ain't got to take no bullets from me. Not on that. I mean, oh, when necessary, Christmas. I'll hide behind you. Trust me, if I need to, I will full body dive behind both y'all. But on this, if if I mess up, you know, I'll, I'll take the smoke on this, on this one. But I appreciate y'all. Y'all are gentlemen. Anyway. All right, so let's jump into That's this like, episode. Like, Elena was like, I will, you try to kill me. Ha! Yo, that was probably the single most funniest thing that I love. I would just, you know, just, you know, I'm so glad I didn't try to kill. I'm so glad I didn't kill you on the roof. And she just looked at her like, kill me. Ah, That's hilarious. Adorable. Kate, you're adorable. That's adorable, Kate. By the way, don't don't get him away again or I'm going to fucking kill you. You know, it's it's got that kind of energy. She's got to love it. Love it. Love it. Um. But yeah, I mean, oh, I, I did you guys see the the article that came out that apparently they they kind of didn't even some of that was improv and they didn't even script some of that stuff and they just let them let, let them. I can see that. Yeah, I did not know that, but I am not surprised. They are both yeah. excellent actresses, actors yes. who, who truly embody those characters, who figured out yeah. where their characters are coming from, what their motivations are. Yeah, they they're two actually good actresses or actors, I should say, and they killed that scene. Yeah, yeah, um, they're extremely talented. I would be down to see the outtakes of the macaroni scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's one of the things. Again, this is this is we this is before. This is also this is doing a good job of also explaining why Black Widow came out after Endgame, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the timeline, yes, it's be- it happens before, but in terms of the audience and the rest of us and the characters, things like that. Is being so much more impactful coming out afterwards, right? Can I can I just step in here? Yeah, go ahead. 
if Marvel does it, it wasn't a mistake. Right. So all you doomsayers who are like, they should have put, no, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, it is perfect because yeah. you get, you, 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 we, we've gotten, I mean, there's so many different parts, right? There's one was the moment with, um, Clint having that, that moment at the, the memorial kind of talking to Natasha, basically saying what he's about to do. And I'm just like, one of those things of like, oh, see, y'all done made, y'all done made Clint put the mask back on. Y'all, y'all done, you done made him have to go back to Ronan. This is, y'all done, fuck, y'all, he was, tr- me, right, <laughs> right, he, he was, right. And, I, and I also the fact that we, again, we've done this before. Laura's is on some. I mean, hey, 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 my man, do what you gotta do. I mean, you. you Laura's like sometimes niggas gotta die. Next question. <laughs> like, go what you got. I know you didn't call me for permission. I mean, you, yeah, get, get, what are we talking about get, here? Get you, get get you somebody who got got your back, like Laura. You're just like, well, I mean, you didn't call me for permission. I mean, you, like Laura's you said, like, yo, they probably shouldn't start a shit then. Next yeah, question. I mean, right. Like, I know like, that's not what you thought I was gonna say, but I mean, she basically hit him with a yes. They deserve to die. I hope they burn in hell. It's like, ooh, shit. No. Like, yes. Oh, they got our kids' names? Fuck them up twice. Yeah, everything shorter. Look, I'm not Natasha. Right. I'm five years. You do what needs to be done. I mean, but, I mean, I know we jumped all the way, like, dead in the middle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was going to fight. I was like, ah, fuck it. This is too much fun. Yeah, no, I, but, but I, I, I appreciated it on a different level because I liked when Black Widow came out. I was, I was, I was slightly confused when they first announced the order, just because I was not going to lie. I was extremely hopeful about what it meant that Florence Pugh had been cast in Black Widow. Mm -hmm. So the original order of when we were supposed to get things kind of made me slightly dismayed about, does this mean they're not going to keep Florence? Because that, that'll make me weep. I don't even know who she's supposed to be in Black Widow, but I know this actress is just the business. So, and then of course, you know, you see the people who are like, oh, well, this is how you should have ended this and you should have started this episode with the post credit scene. And I was like, you know, I do a lot of shoulda, coulda, woulda on what I would like them to be doing, like narratively, once I see where they're going, just because pitfalls of dealing with women's characters, I'd like them to be better. But I'll never be trying to tell somebody, like, how to do their job. Like, you put this in the wrong movie, kind of. It feels like mm-hmm. the Black Bush skit from the Chappelle show. Yeah. You, should, you know what you should do? You should say something with your army. If you don't have an army, well, I guess you better shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, yes. On that one, I'm not even going to try to dampen down, you know, your righteousness of rage there. I mean, because yes. Because for me, I think people are viewing this still as a series of movies. What Chris and I and you, honestly, have told these people for the last year, at least as we do in these podcasts, they're mm-hmm. teaching you how to read comic books. You might get a big event, and then you might get what we used to call, what we call in the books, retroactive continuity that fills in some of those gaps. We call those a retcon. However, when they're planned, they're not retcons. It's just how they're rolling up the story. I'm sorry. This shit's so good to me. Like, I watched Hawkeye again before we did this podcast, and from the first, like, from that cold open, we get our first hand, our first time, first hand mm-hmm. accounting of a snap. Mm-hmm. We had a glimpse of it with, with uh, in WandaVision with Monica. Mm-hmm. But this time we're with someone as they leave and come back. Right. Which that follow, was just which, which, just a watch. But, but, but it also Fuck, follows up on, but it follows up on exactly following up right where we left off with Black Widow with 
with Yelena like, trying to fulfill her mission, which was to like try to free the rest of the widows and fuck rolling up with somebody going like Bitch, i am not brainwashed i do this for a living i do this willingly you see that rug like what no, you do twenty thousand dollars what is this shit on my floor right what have you done so what are you doing for money what i was born to do i'm killing bitches what do you think like <laughs> what are, uh lena what are you doing for money broke bitch like, like, I got a job and a family, baby. Right. I got 1099s. I got tax <laughs> They don't ask what the job title is. They simply ask me to pay my taxes. Right. But you come last year. You're like, but, come on now. But like you said, it's you get the moment of what it truly is like to go from one minute you're there to next minute you're not. But to you, that was two seconds ago. Like when she comes up, it's like. I just went to your bathroom like two seconds ago, and they're like, "No, that was five years ago." What the fuck, you know? He's like, "Give me, give me a minute, just give me a minute." Right, and and then the whole thing of I gotta talk, I gotta find Natasha. It's like you totally understand now the mindset of where Elaine is coming from because, and it's something we, uh, and again, I think this is something that we're seeing across the board of what they've been doing in this phase. It's the aftermath of the snap for everybody is is it's coming in there. But it's also there's a lot of grief. You know, there's a lot oh my of God. there's a lot of grief and dealing with loss and everybody is dealing with that stuff in some kind of way. And so you get this the the scene with Yelena and it's it's so you're like, yo, she went from again, not too long ago, because you gotta remember Black Widow happened shortly before Infinity War, maybe like a year. Before Infinity War, if that, right? And no, so, no, no. It happens right after Civil War because she hasn't linked up with Steve and them yet. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, but like, it's still shortly before Infinity War. So, right, 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 so it ends right before then, right? So, as far as Yelena's concerned, she had and she hadn't seen Natasha since that point. So you got to remember, she just got her family back, right? Is this is almost like it's very close to Clint in this idea of. Yo, I just got the family that I thought I didn't have back, and now you're snapped out of existence. You lose five years, only to come back and find out, oh yeah, everybody else is good back, but Natasha's not coming back because she's dead, and she she's dead, dead, right? And so, and it it speaks a little to the misinformation of exactly how the world mm-hmm. got saved that's been going out through the ether. Um, Yep. And, you know, how the narrative is being set. Mm-hmm. Like, no one really knows how they got all the Infinity Stones. And clearly they're not mm-hmm. telling people because that would, you know, mess mm-hmm. with physics and time. That mm-hmm. thing that well, the ancient asked them to not do. Well, yeah. it's interesting because you gotta figure, the man on the street has no idea what happened. Like, I was reading, uh, there's a, fan- a fantastic Silver Surfer run by Dan Slott, most romantic comic I've ever read. And in part of it, he's like, what, you guys know who I am? says, some people like sports, some people like music. I'm not into superheroes. And even this, when these 50% people blink back, you're never, no one's, think about, people still don't think they know why Cal Kennedy died. There's been books that will tell you how he died, but they would rather invoke the mystery. And as we've seen with, I don't know, reality, people are willing to lie and then capitalize on those lies. So we honestly have no idea what the man on the street thinks happened. Mm-hmm. All we know is that someone, probably Contessa, went to the gravesite and was able to plant these seeds in Elena's head immediately. Well, well, I mean, she flat out says, you want to know, go out to the person responsible for your sister's death. 
when she hands her the folder. Well, it, what it's not, it's not also, it's, it's, it's bigger than that, right? Everybody, the reason why there's Rogers and Musical in some other things, again, talk, I'm, I'm talking around it, that you see that they're doing around Captain America is because he was big, um, uh, he, he was big on, um, uh, 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 he was he was out there, right? He, he had Thor's hammer. Like everybody probably saw some images, pictures of that. What everybody well, kind of knows. Didn't see that fight. He was there for five years. Ex- exactly right? And, right, and everybody knows that. Um, people probably know, or probably have heard through the grapevine. Hey, basically, you know, um, Clint, Natasha went with Clint, and when she came back, only Clint came back. But no, I don't even think it's that far. I think they just know Black Widow died. I think that- true. Yeah, we're talking about the next level because he's not. Everyone's not being on the street like, "What happened to Black Widow?" It's just the people who seem to know. And like you said, I think what you're saying is the rumors at that level. I think on the public level, it's just like it was a war and people died. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the rumors on the level of the people who have at least pieces of the information and then are trying to be filling the vacuum that's left, the power vacuums that are left um, now. And I think. Like if, like you said, there are people who are picking pieces and pulling threads and putting things in order to manipulate them to their own purposes. And I liked how that was demonstrated in this episode. And the best character to do that through is Yelena, because she is the best through point outside of the Avengers, outside of what's happening uh, in the world and with what they're dealing with on a cataclysmic level, because she had a completely different mission that she was on that was seriously narrow and focused and roots on the ground. So to come back and realize that all this stuff exploded around you, one, it takes care of the people who are like, oh, how can you have a whole movie about their previously being Black Widows and suddenly no Black Widows showed up to have Natasha's back? Well, because her sister got blipped and she'd have been the one to bring them. Uh, but then you also take in how do these people slot in? Like you saw her friend immediately was trying to just sign her up as a merc and move, keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't even about what's going on. She didn't even try to come out. And you would think that if her sister knew, one of the first things her sister would tell her is your sister's dead. Mm-hmm. So I liked how they played into all these pieces without having to throw everything in your face and unravel everything because that ruins anything that we could get through the rest of this phase, but they opened all of these marvelous doors for, um, you know, infighting, betrayal, massive revelations. And then you have a character like Yelena who you can only fuck with before so far before she gets a question in her head. And she's like, I'm going to just go find the answer, which is what we get at the end of this episode. So I appreciate the big steps. And opening the doors for new big bads, right? Yeah, yeah, and and well, new and 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 old. Kind of going back to what we said before, they are bringing you know Vincent D'Onofrio back uh, as Kingpin, and actually calling him Kingpin and going with that. So, um, and then seeing that she's is it was her mother that put the hit on Clint, and uh, that her her mother is kind of not a good person, you know, so. Yeah, makes or, sense. Or at least they've, you know, they've muddied the water even more. Nah, dog. No muddy. She's out there talking to Kingpin, and she hired a Black Widow assassin. Yeah, yeah, that's right. not... Yeah, wait, wait, wait. What are you trying to that's do? Muddying, that's muddying. I'm just saying I don't think we've gotten to the bottom of the well of how bad a person she is. I wasn't disagreeing okay. that she's oh, not okay, a bad okay. person. We, you, know, you know we got to check thing. with you. Okay, I'm sorry. I just meant that they put more. They just put more chum in the water, and that like the sh- not all of the sharks have shown up. That's all I meant. I mean, I, calm down, calm down. 
Mm-hmm. I was Next not week, look, gonna be. She just trying to protect her daughter. Like it's gonna be. Something she is trying to protect her daughter, but she's trying to do it in a way that kind of you know doesn't impact what clearly is her criminal empire. I so, never. So do you believe? I think they were faking that arrest with Duquesne. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. I think that with I think that uh, the fact that her daughter is blind spot. The fact I love I love this girl, but woo, does she trust her mama? Yes. When her, when her mother screams, don't trust me. Well, the thing is also, like, I had that same point, but also it hit me that when her father died, they were all they had. Right. And so that would build a level of trust that would let her be blind to some of the shit that's happening directly in front of her. Or like, like you thought I was doing, you justify. Mm-hmm. You justify things that you think you see your mom doing or you see your mom involved in, even though it's clear your mom is up to some fuck shit. But you justify it. Like the very first fight that she saw with her mom, mom, is he was he yelling at you? Was everything okay? And her was like, I don't even know what's going on. She's like, but you were just standing right there. Now, as a child of my mother, I'm I don't push because I like my teeth in my mouth. And there, there's there okay, sick me the same mother, okay. Uh-huh. I told you your mom's the best. <laughs> but you also you you get that. Like that should have been a her mother being involved with this guy that she doesn't know anything about, that she basically hid the relationship from her daughter while she's away at school. The way she talked to her daughter when she came in in the very first episode, that would have sent my radar up. But it's my mom. So Maybe she just pissed at me. I did just do something consummately stupid that's going to cost her millions of dollars. But yes. I feel like, but I feel like she's perpetually kept up that excuse making thing for her mom, even knowing what her mom's job is, even knowing that her mom basically can spy on everybody with the software that she's designed. Very true. So I, I think, I think. I'm really appreciating the fact that they're not overplaying that hand. I mean, I said out the gate in the very first episode, I'm focused a little more on Elena than Eleanor than I think some other people are. One, because I know potentially who she could end up being. And that brings me to light because that's a whole ass bag of problems. Right. Violent ones. And we know I like mayhem. But no. I like, hey, listen here, mister. But I like how they're rolling out this. This is a complicated mother-daughter relationship that deals with some of the like the helicopter parent issues, but it also deals with the we're in this together. It's you and me against the world issues that can develop when single parent situations that are coming up. Uh, I think they're being very tactful. And again, we also said that they're not trying to force maturity on to young characters like Kate too fast. So that also means you have to slow roll out everything that's bad about Eleanor. Well, there, there's right. that. And I, I think uh, it just hit me when you were talking about all this stuff. And we were, as I said before, how a lot of this stuff is based on grief. If you think about what, how Kay's gotten to where she's at, and maybe this is also going to be the realization for her, it's grief as well, right? Mm-hmm. It was during the Battle of New York, she lost her father. And her reaction was that, over you know to overreact to the oh i'll protect you mom i'll protect us and i'll go and so her whole thing here while there's a sense of immaturity about it and invulnerability comes to being young and things like that the motivating factor was still a tragic event happened i dealt with grief and this is the way i'm going to deal with my grief and going forth from there and 
this is something that I mean, again, it, it when you look at um how Marvel started this year with WandaVision and stuff like that, um, this is their theme, which is also <laughs> frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is, you know, we see this, uh, you know, a little bit in the, the unnamed movie we're going to be talking about soon. Um, a lot of this is in here. It's frightening because this is also where Marvel, Marvel gets really, really good when they handle this stuff. Um, and that's where it gets frightening because it's, it's the, it's the opposite, opposite approach that DC has taken with Batman, not saying that that way with Batman, there's necessarily wrong or anything like that. But they they really push their heroes towards the light. The more tragedy they get, in some cases. So so it's interesting. So one of the big themes of all of Marvel comics, and particularly the MCU, is the sins of the father will be borne by the son. Mm-hmm. It's a twist on with great power there must come great responsibility, which I would argue to the core of every Marvel comic. Mm-hmm. Um, in the previous phases, we saw. Tony paying for the sins of his father with the weapons. We saw Steve paying for the decisions of people above him being frozen in ice. Thor. And we saw Thor struggle against, you know, that where he was raised spoiled, so he had to be brought to heel. Well, I would even say, oh, I'd even say that there's still some definitely some sins of my father because there's the whole thing with there's the whole thing with Loki. There's hell. Thor's the only one who pulled. I was just talking about the origins, but I'll say Thor's the only one left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) there's a reason he's left because his job's not done. Yeah, yeah. he's now and and Odinson had a lot of shit. People need to be. There's going to be a whole new reckoning. We ain't done. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We we're now we're getting the results of. The sins of not just their fathers, but the sins of Iron Man, mm-hmm. the sins of Captain America, mm-hmm. the sins of Hawkeye mm-hmm. are directly resulting in this next wave of hero. Mm-hmm. It is the idea of loss, the idea of burden, the idea of grief driving the next generation is baked into the MCU. Mm-hmm. And so what's really happening is we're getting a fleshed out of a phase zero, if you will, to whatever comes next for this phase one. But I think it's also interesting the different ways that they're going about blending it in. Because, you know, uh, it would be very easy for them to have gone super scary dark with Yelena. There's no humor, no fun, no nothing. Although that would have been a waste of Florence Pugh's comedic timing. <laughs> but um, there would have been a very good way for them to go dark with Kate uh, or to to go bitter and I think that the way that they're blending all these, there would have been a very good, there's a synergistic moment in that other movie that we're talking around that I think exemplifies a lot of what you said. Devon, so bravo you. Uh, you did that, you know, tap dance real well. Proud of you. But I also think when it comes to it, this is where you get into what happens when you don't neglect the character development and involvement of your women characters. And I think part of the reason why it feels like it might be heightened is because they took so long before they had any care for the women characters for how long, you know, Black Widow was two dimensional. Uh, Like hell, I don't think if Taika wasn't, hadn't been involved, Hela would have been as complicated and complex as she was. And they still only had her get a little bit of the depth of that goes into that, archetype let alone just a specific character but when you get into it they they're able to expound more because of the relationships they develop and that they don't neglect any of the parts of them like in like when sam goes and he meets who really is one of the first super soldiers and he sees what's going on with that family and 
the harm that was done to him. One of the major harms that was done to him was about the loss of the woman who he loved and how that came about and what that, you know, what that made him as a man and what he's instilling in the next generation that lives in his house. We, cause we all know that guy's coming. Mm-hmm. And then you put it on the flip side and you have a mother and I, I don't think it's just grief. I also think it's guilt. The last thing Eleanor did with her husband was argue. And then he's dead. Her kid heard it. She knows it. She also knows that she wasn't her daughter's touchstone. So to a certain point, I think some of the decisions that she's made, albeit terrible, were made because she knew she wasn't her daughter's touchstone, because she knew at a visceral level she could not protect her child. And I think that's a very interesting thing to do without turning it into some justification, which then has us all looking for redemption for an irredeemable person. I don't think there's anything wrong with going through the explanations for how somebody ends up where they are without feeling like automatically they're trying to redeem them. Just like I don't think they're trying to redeem Hawkeye, which I appreciate. And I know at episode three, I said I wasn't happy. I am now. I am. Because that's not where they're going. And I think that was perfectly exemplified by him standing in front of that session saying, I'm so sorry for what I'm about to do. For a minute there, I thought he was going to go try to fight uh, Yelena. And he was basically saying goodbye because your sister about to kill me. But it was better than what I even thought they were going to give me. Yeah, he was like, listen, a lot of people about to be hurt. <laughs> so uh, I, I know I said I wasn't going to do this shit no more. Um, yeah. You know, I'm getting too old for this shit. They keep mm-hmm. pulling me back in, though. <laughs> it's like it's one of those things. I was like, "Listen, man, I just want to be. I just want to be retired. I want to mind my own business. Oh, you want to fuck with me? All right, fine. Fuck it. All right. You know, he took the mask off in front of um Maya, which is like, "Listen, I want you to know, I could have killed you, but I did. All right, <laughs> just so you recognize. You know, I'm better. I'm better at sign language than I pretended to be." You know, I want you to sign it back. And he was like, I know what you're saying. Don't don't relax. Yeah, it's like, I mean, come on. He's a whole ass spy assassin. You really think he doesn't know sign language and hand signals? Right. I I think it's I think it's good. You finished, Chris. No, no, no. I'm just saying I just I'm just saying it's just like that whole scene was just like I was like, yeah, you guys. Yeah, we we saw him washed a little bit, but like he still got it. Leave this man alone. Like when he went through all the track suits and was fucking them up. I was just like. Yeah, yeah. You guys oh, might when he ended the scene with the sword on your cheek. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. just I'm not like, gonna lie, that's the Ronan I've been waiting on, y'all. Alright, it's just like I think you guys need to realize that this is not the man we want to fuck with. But then also the fact that cause then so now he's gonna set him up, but also I mean, he was fine. I mean he, not fine, he was great in the Daredevil series, right? But the way that Clint and Laura talk about the big guy, it makes me wonder in this world, what the fuck has he done? What the fuck has mm-hmm. this done to make them even, even them like, like again, he's like Clint's fucked around with like, he went to another world. He's fucked around with the soul stuff and, and monsters and all this stuff. He's like, fuck his fist. We got to deal with him. Well, this is the guy I didn't want to get involved. If, if you're going to roll them into the Avengers world, He's got to be the crime boss in all crime bosses where the exactly. five years good killing was leading to this guy. Well, it, it, exactly. So, exactly. And so that's where I'm just like, okay, not only have you brought this, the, the Vincent D'Onofrio back to place, you've now instantly elevated him to the proper level of frightening 
that Wilson Fisk is. Because yes, I'm not gonna lie, I remember when we we talked about this Devo when we played that the Miles Morales game, and when you find out that Fisk is still there trying to pull some strings, you're like, and you're and and Miles is over joking, I'm like Miles, don't do that. Hey, hey, don't, hey, you don't hey, this man. Hey, hey Miles, don't you? <laughs> this man is not a joke. Yeah, Miles, this is, I know Peter. No, Miles, don't do that. Don't, don't. Oh, you fucked up. Okay, all right. Well, they did kind of water him down a little to make it a little palatable, and I think it's because they were trying to. I guess that was their version of making things get gritty. And but Wilson Fix has always been scary. Well, no, no, I'm saying, and, and, and like again, uh, this is why I wanted to caveat it. Like this, I didn't want to say they made him better than the, 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 the Netflix no. series. No, he was great in the Netflix series. He was, he was scary. He was scary in yeah. there but i'm just saying this is something different when even hawkeye and laura are just like fuck this guy's involved now but i, Damn, but I think that also know? goes back to what deepom and i think yeah deepom started last time talking about about who she is mm-hmm. yeah. right right so if 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 she's now sitting over here as an uncracked fully you know exposed easter egg and her first statement was, but we're so far away. We've so far off the grid. We, but how, right? Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think, I think they were up to something. What about Fisk, which is why when he went off the rails and went Ronin, mm-hmm. that's the direction he went in. Mm-hmm. So I think it also has to do with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Could be personal, but what's, so this is what's wild to me. Maya Lopez, portrayed by Alcona Cox, is doing a wonderful job in the series. Mm-hmm. She is, first of all, before I get into this, I want to be wrong once. I want to be wrong one time about this motherfucker. I told y'all from the beginning this was going to happen. I'm um, sorry. Now. I mean, which thing are you not wrong about this time? You have to be more, like, specific. Oh, the, the entire structure of this motherfucker. I told, I told, mm, never mind, stop. Do you mean of the series? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we already knew he was going to be right. Fair enough. What they've done with Fisk in the little time they've given him is a trick Marvel's been able to play lately where we're saying what you saw didn't necessarily matter in this line, but it's going to matter. It allows you to have impact off of a cell phone photo. Yo, a gritty, a gritty no, cell. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. It definitely was no iPhone 13 picture or anything. It was a gritty. <laughs> no. Like I was like, not only did they motherfuckers tell us that they were bringing, so they brought him back, right? And the way they give it to us is a gritty. I had to pause it and go back. I was like, did they really do this in a gritty, barely... On a fucking burner phone. phone. On a, bur- a trap phone. She uses like, a trap phone. You, yeah. I'm I like, this... And they, and they were like, we know they're going to lose their mind off of this shit. Just give it to them. They're okay. And then we know what? We ate it up. And I'm just like, you guys are some fucking assholes. Because you, know, you know what you did. You know what you, you did. Know, and I want to use this moment to point out something. When they did Daredevil, they recast Election Achios. I was a Greek woman. I was an Asian woman. To no fanfare. No one gave them flowers. No one said this should have been done. It should have been. This young lady playing Maya Lopez. This is her first credit anywhere. Ever. She's 24 years old. She's actually deaf. She actually has a prosthetic leg. And as opposed to Marvel saying, oh, we'll cast around a deaf person. They said, no, let's just cast a deaf person. They've been and, doing that. They've been doing that though. Cause they also uh, Laura Ridloff and um, Eternals, also mm-hmm. like they've just decided. All so, right, cool. You know what? 
we because again this goes back to uh, i hate to cut you off but it's this is the thing that also you got to give marvel is when you do complain or not even complain when there when there are criticisms they're one of the only studios that actually responds in kind and was like all right cool let's do better next time and and then they do better but they don't toot their own horns about it Mm -mm. they don't come out and say here's why you should respect us motherfuckers no they're saying here's why you should respect this actor Mm -hmm. and that's why i like it and then I was so I've been doing a lot of reading on her this week because I want to be excited and fully prepared for her not only to take this series and hit us with the finale, but also she's already begun, she's already been greenlit for her series. The mm-hmm. Echo series is forthcoming. Mm-hmm. It will probably involve. They, I was going to say the way they slid those nice pieces in there at the end when she's the motorcycle scene talking to her second in command. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm but ready. it's the thing. Like so, yes, in story. Watching Kazi lie to her was very interesting. Mm-hmm. But also, like as I was reading interviews, Renner and Steinfeld and other people on set took the time to learn basic ASL so that she would feel comfortable on set. Mm-hmm. They've turned these things from workplaces to places people want to be to tell a story. It's it's almost it's almost it's almost it's, it's almost like everything else we see in, in the world today. It's like, so you mean if I pay my employees a living wage and give them benefits, they'll stay? And you're like, yes, motherfucker. We've been telling you that. It's like it's that kind of thing. It's like, oh, and and, and oddly enough, it's still like not normal. <laughs> unfortunately, right. it's 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 enough to where if Disney did talk about their efforts, I wouldn't be mad at them. Mm-hmm. And maybe they should be more vocal because maybe that would inspire others. I don't know. I think I don't, I, I'm, I, with I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one at this point. I, I, I'm with you on that point. I think at this point they've they've gotten to the point where they can talk about it. I think I, I like the fact that they didn't at first because they want to make it. They want to normalize it so the fact that it's like it's just it's mm-hmm. just a workplace. It's not a inclusive workplace. It's it's our workplace, it's right? Like, it's, it's our right. exactly. But I think and at that's this point why I would like them to keep not talking about it because. Yes. You know, they like they, as for as much as people want to bag on them, when people get hurt on their sets, they don't throw them away. Um, you know, as much as we may act a fool and have lots of comments about Letitia Wright, they didn't use this as an opportunity to just kick her out the movie and recast her. They should have. Movie though. stop because she's hurt. Stop it. They should have though. No, it doesn't even because the hurt. Is, I didn't say anything. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This ain't about her being hurt. It's about her her anti trans stances and her uh, look. You know and, what? And her if and her, started, her vaccination stances. I'm just I'm just when I'm the just, day I'm comes that we just start firing people for being trash. I got a list and I'm ready to go. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people bag on Marvel about being a big huge machine. You know, they True. bag yeah. on Disney about being this and that and the third. But if you just look about what they are doing and why they're doing it. We talked about this a little on the spoiler free review where we were talking about the director having an understanding of who his writers are. His writer is understanding who they're writing in tandem with on other projects. Both these people having an understanding of who's coming in to take care of their visuals and their cinematography and who's doing the editing and what all of that means to what they can do when they work. But at even more of a basic level, there's a reason why this machine got to be a machine. And it's because at not only are they listening and they do things, but when they do want to implement something, it's not always about them. I would probably not be happy if they tried to take the spotlight off the fact that people are discovering Echo, not only the character, not only th- what makes up that character, but the actor who plays that character. And then what in- went into her working? I think organically letting this information coming out, having it be a part of her story and how much she wants to say, 
of the conversations they have talking around it. I think that's the best way it needs to go because we do need to normalize these things. Everybody exists. You should, it shouldn't start be, it needs to stop being novel that somebody does the needful, the basics to acknowledge someone who exists and stands in front of them. She does, she uses ASL. People should be able to speak. It's just like when you bring in a translator or an interpreter for somebody who speaks a uh, quote foreign language because they come from a non-English speaking country. I mean, these things do need to be normalized. I don't, I like the way they do it. I don't want them to change. I might just, it might take away something from it if it becomes I, a part of their marketing schematic. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, don't, I don't want it to be part of the marketing schematic. I, and, uh, and I should correct it. It's not that I want them to change. I want, I want the media more to talk about it because it needs to be... They're, they're doing it the right way. And if you think about mm-hmm. it, it's been across the board with Disney anyway. They've Disney, as, 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 as problematic as Disney can be in other aspects... I'm looking at you and your park stuff... Um, when it comes to their entertainment, they took a stance a few years ago. I think it was under, was it Bob Iger or was Alan? I think it was Bob, under Bob Iger to lean into to diversity. Everybody was like, oh, okay, cool. That's what everybody's And they're like, no, 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 no. It's, it's who we are. Like, we're, we're saying that we're not, we're not going to be like those, those, those studios or those other pieces that just say it. We're going to live, we're going to live our raps. We're going to, we're going to do it. And when you look at what they've done since then, they have, and they haven't made it their marketing outside of the fact of, well, now those characters now are getting top billing and, or those characters are getting spotlight. So in a way they are actually putting in their marketing. They're just not like, uh, you know, coming out and saying it, look, it's black people or look, it's somebody who has, a, they're not doing that part of it. Right. But I do want someone else outside of them to start bringing, cause it, it needs to be said. Because it needs to be said because, you know, Deepon, you and I were talking about this and we were talking about, um, you know, those, these Spider-Man numbers during the pandemic are, are huge, right? And the, um, once again, somebody, you know, one of these white director, old white directors is out there, this time it's James Cameron talking shit. You know, before then it was, it was really Scott complaining about millennials and their phones. And, and I, at some point I want to sit them down and go and like, but have you guys actually looked at the fact that maybe your problem is the fact that the world has changed around you and you haven't and who you're catering to and who not even catering to who you are marketing to who you're talking to right you're you're make you're still making the same film for the same small uh fan base of people and you haven't expanded expanded it then you look over at marvel and you're trying to say that your complaints are not based in racism or based in sexism or any of this stuff but their audience and 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 who they're talking to has expanded yours hasn't and now you're over here competing with the same group that James Cameron's competing with, that this group over that that really Scott compete. You're all competing for the same small fan base. Meanwhile, Marvel's out here making money and surviving in a pandemic because there's so many people they're talking to, and so many people see their voices this year. This year and alone, they read the room. It's right. no one it, wants bleak all the day. Right. I mean, come on, but, but no, but, no but, but wait, hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll even say this, but but it goes back to what we were saying. But they are kind of bleak. Like I, I, I would say this is the first one of the years where Marvel's been like, okay, cool. You guys say we're all jokes and fun and things like that. We're gonna do a whole entire year where everything that we put out deals with grief. Every but that's and, and not, not that's, I, the, but the movie isn't bleak. The, right. Just because right. a dominant exactly. theme exactly. is like real, these movies aren't dreary. They're not bleak, and they haven't 
felt like if we're going to focus on this one thing, we have to do the to the exclusion of all else. Exactly. And I and I also think like when you look about it, it's not just that they that it's like, look, I've seen a, like I've watched their movies and I was just like, I'm not watching them because of the marketing, because if I listen to the marketing, I'd never go to see it. But it's like. Like free, I watched Free Guy early this year, and if you haven't seen it, go see it. It's hilarious. It's fun. And it was exactly what I needed when it came out. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to the movies, but I'll pay to see this right now. And it was, I'm like, this looks fun. I need something fun. I need, to, but then you get in there and you realize this has got all these existential ass themes. And I was like, oh, there's a story here, mm-hmm. but it's still fun. It's fine. It's like it's like, you know, I think that's what's going to happen to the Kingsman. The Kingsman is bleak and it doesn't have enough relief, which is what the first two gave. The first one perfectly. The second one went too far and the third has pulled back too far because I feel like they listened to people like Ridley damn Scott about what they should be doing narratively. But Disney doesn't have to do any of that because it's dealing from a world that has all of these themes interwoven with action, with fun with lightness and but it's just reality and when you don't fight so hard to keep your world white you don't have to shy away from certain things because you're tap dancing around the racism behind your character portrayals and the more disney gets away or not disney more so to speak we should say marvel the more marvel digs into its bag and says yeah no let's talk about that but if we're going to talk about that the people who talking about it need to be the right people the easier it is for them to have these things, the more people feel welcome to come to their product. They also feel welcome to bash the things that they still don't think that they're doing right without feeling like they have to stop participating in the conversation because they have to stop watching. And I think that's really when it comes down to it. You can have something that's not perfect and have people talk about the parts where they hope you still keep it together if you've given them room to acknowledge the fact that you're listening. And those those other guys, it's not even just that they want to fight for a small audience. They're not even listening to the audience that listens to that, that mm-hmm. does watch them. Yeah. And and how the hell do you market to that? Like you have a whole movie that you're trying to say didn't do what it was supposed to do because people won't look up from their cell phone. But you don't want to talk about the fact that you had a rape shown from multiple perspectives as a central core part of a story about a man who's pissed at another man and uses his wife to get revenge. Now, when Marvel does something like that, they have it in this story where you're looking at a woman who's left with the remains of a life that was falling down before New York fell and the choices that she made to protect her daughter and to rebuild her life in a direction that's not necessarily the best, but then you've got this kid who she raised who she's managed not to turn into any of that shit with her bitterness. So that dichotomy is bleak as hell and it gives you a hell of a lot of ground to play and people can still die and it can still be messy but, but people care. They want to know what happens next. But I, I take it a step further and say that you know, going, you know, what you were saying about the, and you're talking about the last duel, right? Mm. Going back to what you're saying, if Marvel had messed up and gone that route and 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 showed something like that, they would never do it because uh, something something on that along that lines, right? And then got got blowback from it. Guess what they would have done next time? 
they would have been like, okay, we learned our lesson. We're not going to do that, right? You can see they that they also would have owned it in well, real time. They wouldn't right, have told well, you you we, didn't well, get it, right? That's what I'm saying. We, we've seen this with them. They did this with Doctor Strange and the Ancient One, and everything like that. They're like uh, the Iron Fist. Like they've seen. Okay, cool. You know what? We made some mistakes. We're going to learn from that and go forward. And they're not going to blame you for it. The problem with Ridley Scott and all these other directors and things like that is you keep making the same mistake. You do it once. You saw you saw the blowback that Game of Thrones got for doing shit like that, and you're like. Oh, no, 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 I'm different. It'll it'll be fine when I do it. No, I'm motherfucker. Like, I'm Ridley Scott. I can, and so that's part of the problem. And so you're able to get, like you said, these complex stories. Like when I think about what Marvel has done in 2021 across the board, I know we have one more episode left of, of Hawkeye uh, coming up uh, to see this. But what they've done here is they made grief a central tenet of, of, of all their stories. Um told them in different ways so again this also feels like another one of those show-off moments of oh you say we make cookie cutter movies we make cookie cutter shoes. all right cool we're gonna take a cookie cutter of say grief and we're gonna give it to you in eight different ways you know some on tv some on some in the movies eight different ways so that each of them is different but they're gonna be there so, some of them animated some of it animated um so we're gonna do it in different ways so cookie cutter um we're going to do that introduce and lean on uh non-white male characters uh in in these because now that i'm thinking about it outside of no way home what other thing did they i guess loki and hawkeye well even hawkeye is really kind of co-starring uh clint and 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 kate so really just loki you know and and spider-man for non-white and Loki's a two-hander with his variant, I, 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 exactly. So again, mm-hmm. even that's kind of stretching a little bit. And even when we go to Spider-Man, we're gonna talk about it later on. Everybody else is non-white, right? So we're doing it with diversity and wokeness, as the the right likes to call it. Um, but then we're also gonna seed our future, right? So we're gonna seed um, uh, ground level magic. We're going to. Listen, I, I was thinking about this earlier. I think every single because because I had forgotten about um, uh, Captain America and Winter, Sol- Winter Soldier a bit there. Um, every single thing they, every single Disney Plus show they've done, and maybe even some of their movies has seeded basically a young Avenger. Every single one um, that you can pull from, whether you want to pull them all together or want to do it later on, they 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 Bro, have them the there. Bad guys, kid Loki. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like it, they they've done it. They you've basically have quietly seated Young Avengers and everything they've done. Um, what I, I what I, like what what are we doing? What I I like yeah. the, you've done and 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 it's all done in a year where you they literally and and this is a thing too. And and we'll get into this when we 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 talk about No Way Home. It is something that you and I talk about this all the time when it comes to comic book writing and things like that. And, and both Marvel and DC do this, and we're, we're dealing with Hickman uh, right now. Um, but it's this thing of we can build you up, deconstruct you, but when we're done, we're going to put our toys back in the box for the next group to come in and tell their story. And you're seeing that what they're doing now with this, right? This Hawkeye story is really supposed to be just, it, it should be a really small street level story. But it's tying in so many things and seeding so many other things in there to the point of I didn't think that Hawkeye would be like Hawkeye was one of the things that I not saying that I was 
wasn't excited to watch her or wasn't going to watch her or anything like that. But out of the ones that were coming this year, I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, and Hawkeye. Cool. It's fine. Now I'm like, oh, wow, this might end up being one of the best ones they've done this year. But then I'm like, but then shit, they've all been really the best ones they've done this year. It's all equal. Like, what the fuck are we doing? They're all like 1A through, through, through D. Like, this is just what they've built here and what they've done here. And the storytelling that they've done is a way of mastering both being a very small, tight story, but also a much larger story here. I hope that they, we, we're probably not going to get a lot of full answers with Kingpin. Because they don't have to. Because we have other Thank stories you. there. We have other, we have other things in the pipeline. They're still She-Hulk. They're still Echo. There's all these other things that are clearly going to be here. They're still, I mean, we, we, we might never see um, Fisk and, and, and Peter Parker in the same, same, same frame ever. But they don't have to because they're, they've built out, you know, um, there's a power, we, we know there's a power vacuum in New York. Chris, Chris, they've created a situation where the next series is Echo. Mm-hmm. Where she's gonna be going after Fisk, which is a great way to backdoor in a bunch of other street level. Like, yeah, it's... I say this not to be discriminatory. They will not let her be the sole lead as a non-speaking person. They won't let it happen. And should, but you're right. They, I did should would could. Those are different conversations. She's going to be the star. Like her being the star is a huge step, but to eat, like there's going to be a buddy character. There's going to be a sidekick. There's going to be something there for her to play off of. And there's no reason it can't be a blind lawyer. <laughs> that's the character. That's the book she got started in. That's where this story. Like that's what what Marvel's done here more than anything else is they've taught another generation of people how to read comic books. Because they're just giving them to you. And like you said, yes, they're able to tell these big stories and these small stories, able to bury them and have these person-driven stories that are still full of action because that's a comic book. Watch how your favorite comic book is broken down. There's a fight scene generally, a lot of talking, and then another fight scene. They change that for the show so they only afford one fight scene a show, but there's talking, a fight scene, and then talking. On a finale like we're getting next week, which I believe is 59 minutes, the longest of the Disney Plus era television shows, it's going to be a lot of a fight scene, but there's going to be some talking. There's going to be some learning. But like Rose said, you're not going to get all the answers. And when I get the review, when you see a review online that says, what I wasn't clear about, I want you to stop reading that review of any Marvel <laughs> If you say, I've got questions because I didn't explain, I need you to shut the fuck up. I just need them to stop coming to comic book movies and expecting them not to do comic book things. I need LARPers to stop being so integral. How dare you? And as someone who read Matt Fraction and David Asha's seminal Hawkeye series, I pray for girls. Because that name, <laughs> as a friend of the Hawks, don't go well. So fingers no. crossed on my black male a supporting character surviving the series. Damn. You're not wrong, but damn. He's no, I, in the book. I think they made him great in the book. He's great here. He's got their package of their new suits. They didn't. They didn't give us the whole uh, uh, Sam opening a case and getting hit with the the light of God like we did in Pulp Fiction. But 
we get the reference of the suits. They are there, which is exciting. Right. Yeah, but that those are all the different things that I'm really loving. I mean, I I fell out of reading comics for a while, but that's probably because I was super, super depressed, not because I didn't like comics anymore. And since I've gone back into them and I've been reading backwards and going back and remembering some of my favorite, you know, my favorite runs and stuff like that, I, I don't disagree that what they're doing is teaching people how to to read comics, but I also think they're reteaching people how to appreciate kind of TV, like episodic TV storytelling. It's like people don't understand what a series is supposed to be anymore. What's supposed to happen that that the story development is supposed to take multiple shows before you get the entire picture that you can have a small story arc in a big world and then both be important everybody feeling like it has to be your zero-sum game or that the character has to develop in a way that feels recognizable to them or that maturity can only look one way I, this is what i've really been enjoying especially about the younger characters that they're bringing into this world even the ones who die maybe especially the ones who we know are gonna die i still am mad about that little freckle face chat i'm gonna be mad forever and uh, because that's that's where you get the lessons. And if you I don't necessarily feel like you need to stop reading those reviews, but pity those people, pity them a lot, because it means that they're kind of dead inside or there's they're empty or there's some part of their cognitive thinking skills that missed being developed because they only have certain buttons that lead to joy. So feel bad for them. All right. Yeah. Pity's for the weak. Tighten up. Um, all right, uh, because we have something else bigger to talk about, so let's wrap this one up. Um, anything else we want to say about this before we go yes. into the final? If you're I not like premium, that, I'm not a premium, flip, flip, bitches, flip, flip. Yeah, it's gonna be you're gonna want to be premium and Ro made it so far. I'm not gonna shake it, Ro made it so far. No, the last thing I have to say is I would like what you just said on a t shirt, please. Pitties I honestly need read back to me. I don't know what I said. Hideous for the week. Uh, Tight, yes. Tighten up. Like all of it. Not just so you got to give me the whole phrase. I need that. Like, <laughs> I said that. Oh, God. Stamped across a t shirt because I didn't know I wasn't the only person who said that shit. And I deeply appreciate you. Hat tip. I'll see you at premium. I'm very excited <laughs> for this next podcast. Um, all right, folks. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, to wrap up uh, uh, Hawkeye. Um, Again, because we see was was Hawkeye was on well, Super Tuesday recap was what do we do? I'm trying to decide. Is the next one we do on Super Tuesday recap as well? I think so. Yeah. Then we do we do two on yeah, Super Tuesday recap. Two and two. two, and two. two. Yeah. So hey. the next series Ooh, we get we'll whatever the next series is, we'll be doing that on on Super Tuesday recap, and then after that, back on premium. So um, we do have all the stuff coming out on premium. Uh, still have to put up the. Power of the Dog and uh, King Richard, we do have those on premium, and then also obviously we'll be talking to spoilers, big spoilers on uh, No Way Home, and there's a couple other things we'll be also getting on there as well. We might do um, Matrix, um, the Matrix uh, Resurrection might be on premium, since that comes out next week, and I'm not going to the theater to see that. I'll be in. I'm not going to the theater, man. I mean, mm -mm. I I do have a question since we're here for the people. Are we doing The Expanse? Is the final season going to be we we need to do I need to look to see what it is. Uh, Have they released everything for it yet? 
Yeah. Oh, they doing, oh, well, they, for us, they we do. have all six oh, episodes. No, no, I don't no. know if the people do. Well, uh, when Y'all see them stun on you for no reason, right? See, no, 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 my world. Oh, no, no, no. Don't say, don't say we. Don't say we. I was not trying to do that. That was wrong. But you have done it in the past. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we don't bring up bullshit. We don't bring up bullshit. Why are you bringing up bullshit? Why are you bringing up bullshit? I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. I am trying to be a better man. And That's the lie keep, you tell me every December. I'm, I am fabulous. I'm over here trying to be. I'm I am here, and will I'm, not be trying to change. I'm trying to be Clint over here. You keep pulling me back to Ronan. What are we doing, man? What are we doing? What are we doing? Call, Don't. He just called me Kazi. <laughs> really <laughs> All right, folks. <laughs> All right, folks. I'll catch you guys. Uh, we'll be back next time. And next time, we're out of here. Peace.